0: To the Soul Circle podcast. I am so happy you're here. My name is Jennifer Beltoff and I'm your host. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and truly realize you are not alone. You're not. We are in this together. And my goodness, we can do so much more together than we ever can by ourselves, which is why it's not just a podcast. I also have a community space that you can come and hang out with me in. It is a fabulous place outside of social media, and we gather exactly as we are, no judgments. And I cannot wait to meet you. You can learn more about it in the link below or on my website, jenniferbeltoff.com. Now let's dive into the main event, shall we? What we're all here for this week's episode. How are you taking care of yourself? That is my question to you today. And take a moment, a real true moment, and reflect and think how are you taking care of yourself? What are you doing to nourish not only your body, but your heart, your mind, your soul, all of it? What are you doing? Are you giving yourself space? Breathe? Are you eating nourishing food? Are you allowing yourself rest when you really need it? Are you engaging in having fun with friends? Are you taking time alone for yourself because that's what you really truly need? What are you doing? And if when I ask that question, you're thinking, hmm, I'm not doing anything, we need to talk. <laughs> because You need to take care of yourself. You absolutely do. And I know, I know, I know how easily that can become the bottom thing on our to do list. I have done it so many times where I'm putting everything else above what I actually really, truly need. And let me tell you, it doesn't work out well. (laughs) I don't know about you. But when I do that, all that happens is I end up feeling like I've run a marathon. I'm exhausted. I didn't accomplish anything that I truly wanted to accomplish. I feel like I've let myself down, let others down, and my tank is totally empty. I have nothing to give. I'm cranky. When I am like that, when I've totally depleted all of my energy source within, you don't want to be around me cuz i am absolutely cranky and take it out on the ones that i love it's not a good spot right it doesn't feel good you feel like you have no energy you feel like you're depleted i think is the, the best word absolutely depleted but there's no reason to do that no reason at all which is why i want you to take that moment and think about what are you doing and what can you be doing. What I have noticed with myself lately as um, in my third trimester, which is so crazy and unbelievable. But it's really how I'm being more intentional with my time. I know that, you know, things are going to shift. They're going to change. And there's a lot of things on my to-do list that I want to get done before that shift happens. There are these crazy grand plans, right? That most likely are not going to happen. But then there are those little things that I really need to happen, really want to happen, and know that I can make happen. But it doesn't mean I need to do every single one of those things today. No, I do not. And so, in order for me to be intentional with my time, What I have to do is really sit down and map it out. And I don't know about you. I don't know if you need to see it written down. But if it's not written down for me, first of all, I forget about it. (laughs) It's in one ear and right out the other. And second, I don't make it a priority. You know, it might be like something that I think, oh, yeah, I want to get this done. Totally forget about it. Weeks later, I'm like, oh, yeah, remember that? And it doesn't become a priority. So taking time for me to just step back and examine like what what's happening? What's going on and <laughs> what do I want to have go on? And I do this every Sunday and it has become a wonderful ritual for me where I have basically it's just a blank lined notebook. I have tried so many different planners in the past and none of them really worked for me. They didn't have the space I needed. They didn't have Just what I wanted to put in it, anywhere to kind of write and put that in. And I've always had these grand plans of creating my own (laughs) planner, one that would work exactly for me. I haven't done that yet, you know, maybe one day. But for now, what is really working is just this blank notebook. I found it at Staples. It is probably about the size of an 8.5 by 11 paper, maybe a little smaller, but it's a decent size. And that's what I need, because I need space. And so what I will do is each Sunday, I will sit down with my planner. And the first thing that I do is I map out my week. So I will have one page that's just dedicated to this particular week, Sunday through Saturday, put in the dates, and then take a look at my calendar and see what's coming up. You know, what commitments do I have? What meetings do I have scheduled? What are the things that are kind of Set in stone that I'm going to have to do this week. So I pull up my cell phone because ah, uh, that calendar is my lifeline. <laughs> if I were to lose that, I would not know where I need to be and what I need to be doing. Everything is scheduled in that calendar. Thank goodness, and thank goodness for being able to have the ability to share calendars with people because ah, oh, Dustin would be lost too <laughs> if we didn't have that because. It just helps to be able to quickly look at it and say like, oh yeah, that's right, we're doing this. So I look at my personal calendar first, you know, what are those things? And then I look at my work, what are my meetings? And I get them down. And I just can quickly see like, is this gonna be a week where I have more breathing space? Or is it a week where I have Girl Scouts twice that week? And I also have a moment where I'm going to be meeting up with a friend. And I'm also scheduled with a doctor's appointment. So there's a lot of time that's going to be taking up already. And so the time for me is going to be limited. And just knowing that right off the bat, I'll know like, oh, yeah, this week, nope, I'm not going to get a lot of those things done. Because the day that I have to go into the office and then head straight to Girl Scouts is not going to be a day that I'm going to be able to make it over to my PO box. And that's something that I need to do, you know, those kind of things. So I'll sit down and do that. And then on the next page, it is a total brain dump of all those things in my head that I want to do, need to do, wish to do. And I just get it out because being able for me to see them all right there Is so helpful and it makes it a lot less overwhelming. And I know you might think, oh my goodness, now seeing this large list, what do you mean less overwhelming? That feels way more (laughs) overwhelming. But here's the thing once they're down, I can now prioritize and put them on particular days. I don't have to do everything at once. And I think that's something we all need to remember because we think everything has to happen now, right? If it doesn't happen now, it's not going to happen. Or we think, I have to do it now. I just have to, I have to. And we work ourselves up into this unrealistic expectation. And yeah, there are going to be those things where you're like, if I don't do it now, it's never going to happen. That That is truth, <laughs> right? Prior to 2020, probably before the pandemic hit in March we had bought a rug that we were going to put underneath our bed. There was one already there, but it was a little too small, so I wanted to switch it out. We brought it into the bedroom. We unrolled it. It laid on the floor, not underneath the bed, but, you know, just in the room. And we never, ever moved it under the bed. We kept saying we were going to. We had the highest of hopes and intentions, but just never, you know, got around to it, never felt like it. And it's funny because now that is the rug that we are using in the baby's room. So it's almost like, you know what? Maybe there is a reason why we didn't move it under the bed. You know, I mean, two years later, the reason is coming to fruition, but maybe that's what it was. Who knows? So yeah, I totally get, you know, when you're probably saying, no, but there are those things if I don't do them now, they're not happening. Maybe they don't need to happen, right? Maybe we're just putting this pressure on ourselves to make things happen that really are not necessary. Because I don't know about you, but I do that to myself a lot, where the pressure isn't coming from outside people. And it's not even expectations of others. It's more so the expectations that I put on myself and the deadlines that I put on myself, thinking that, this has to happen right now. And if it doesn't, I'm agitated and annoyed. But if I could just take that step back and remember, wait a minute, this truly doesn't have to happen now. It doesn't. And be okay with that. Allow myself space to really be okay with that. And so when I have now everything on my calendar and I can see what my week is going to look like, I can then start to pencil in, where are those areas, those little time slots where I can take a moment for me? And here's the thing. Before you put any other to-do into your calendar, all right, get them out of your head so you see them. But before you start scheduling those throughout your week, the first thing I highly recommend doing is scheduling time for yourself. Yeah, put it down. And know what, don't put it in pencil, put it in ink. (laughs) Do not allow that time to be taken over by something else or someone else or another commitment. Really hold true to that and give yourself that space to honor what you need. And so I will look at my calendar and I will look and see, all right, These are the days I'm going into the office. These are the days I have such and such going on. Here's where I can fit in time to move my body. Because for me, that is a priority, something that absolutely breathes life into me. And I do it really for the mind aspect of it because it helps me feel so much happier by just moving my body. But if I don't put it down, if I don't schedule it, More than likely, it's not going to happen because other things are going to get in the way. There's no reason, no reason to have that happen. Now, what are our barriers? What are our barriers to making ourselves a priority and carving out this time on our calendar? For me, some of my barriers are this feeling of guilt. I don't deserve that time. I have so many other things to do. I can't possibly take this time to do that. Have you ever felt that way? Where rather than, even if it's just a five-minute meditation or five minutes to walk outside and breathe in the fresh air, because having this commitment to self-care doesn't mean you need to take up a whole hour A whole day, a whole weekend. No, it can be tiny little pockets of time that you carve out. Little, little tiny things that just feed your soul with happiness. And I think I might have shared this story before, but I'm not sure if I did. But years ago, when I was living alone in my wonderful studio apartment that I loved so much, it was my own little sanctuary my whole tiny little place. The winter was coming. And in the winter is a struggle for me. The darkness, especially living alone, because you just feel so isolated. It's cold. It's dark. I don't have the motivation to go out and do things like I do in the summertime. And here in New Jersey, during that time of year, it gets dark around like four o'clock, five o'clock, you know? So I would drive to work in the morning and it would be dark. I would come home after work and it's dark. And it, day after day of that really can put me through the ringer. But I knew like I had to do something to pull myself out of that funk. I couldn't allow myself to get into that because when I get into it, it's hard to get out of it. And so what I did was I took a moment and just thought about what are these things that make me happy? What are easy things that i could do that aren't going to require any money aren't going to really require me to go anywhere maybe you know it will require me to go in somewhere but it'll be an easy attainable thing to do and could be something that i could do in 30 minutes or less and maybe while i'm in it i stay and do it much longer but what can i just you know turn to real quick and almost have like this instant mood boost. And so I wrote down a few things and some of them were grab my jacket, put it on and walk around my apartment complex. So simple, right? And yeah, it would take a definite push out the door to get out and do it. But I knew if I did that, I would return feeling better. So that was something. Another thing was to pull out my coloring book and color because I love to do that. It brings me happiness. Another thing that I had on there was to head to the library or the bookstore and just browse. It used to be back in the day when bookstores were more prominent. Sadly, I feel so many around here have closed. There was a Borders Books that I love to go to like two minutes from my home. And that was my stomping ground. So just to go there and look through the magazines, one of my favorite things to do grab a bunch, sit at a table, flip through them. That's it. I didn't even have to buy anything. You know, it wasn't about spending money, but it was about getting myself out of my home and simply being around other people. Because when I lived alone, I felt so isolated. And even if I went into an environment like a bookstore where I wasn't talking to anyone, it really felt great just to be, have people around, be able to watch, observe, listen, you know, it was wonderful. So that was another one of my little things, you know, bookstore or library. I think another one was to put on some music and dance because dancing always cheers me up. (laughs) I don't know about you, but definitely it's an instant mood booster. And so I wrote a whole bunch of these, just little tiny things. And again, nothing that was going to take a huge chunk of time, nothing that was going to cost me money, something that could be Easily done, even though it might require that huge nudge for me to do it. But was possible, something totally possible. And I wrote each one on an individual card, folded them up, and put them in tiny envelopes. And there were, there was this jar filled with just different ideas. And if I got home from work and I was feeling really down, or I just didn't know what to do with myself, I pulled one out and I made a commitment. Whatever it said on that card, I had to do. Even if it was pouring raining outside, if it said go for a walk, I'm grabbing my umbrella and I'm walking around my apartment complex. Even if I just walk around once, but simply getting myself out there, doing something. And this little jar of self-care became an absolute lifeline for me during that time. Because had I not really pushed myself, number one to create that jar. And then number two, hold myself accountable for when I was feeling down to do it. You know what I would have done? I would have come home from work and crawled into bed. (laughs) I mean, there's no doubt about it because that is what winter usually looks like for me. This hibernation phase, this depressing, gloomy, not happy phase. And I didn't want to go through that again. And so these little things were nudges. They reminded me that I can do something for myself. And it didn't have to be big and huge. It could be small. It could be a tiny pocket of time. And my mood was shifted. And I think that's what we need to remember when it comes to taking care of ourselves. That it doesn't have to be this monstrosity. It doesn't have to be a vacation away. or Getting together with a friend because that might feel too too big to take on right now, right? It could be a small, tiny little thing. When I worked more days in my office prior to the pandemic, I would really try to get myself outside at lunchtime for a walk when it was nice out. Because for me, there's just something about being inside and not getting that fresh air and that sunshine all day, that can drag me through the mud. But if at least you know once or twice a week, rather than going down to the cafeteria and eating with everyone, I found my move myself outside and just move, walk. I returned so refreshed, feeling so good. I need that. It's something inside of me, and it's going to look different for everyone. You know, maybe the outside is not your jam. But what is it for you? What are those tiny little things that you can do that are going to absolutely fill you up? That's what we need to find. And that's what we need to recognize that they can happen. You can make time for them. And I think that is our biggest hurdle, is deprioritizing them. So that's why movement for me has to go on my calendar. and. Let me tell you, (laughs) at the very beginning, yes, I put it on my calendar, but then I did allow so many other things to trample over it. Oh, yeah, I wanted to, you know, spend 7 to 7.30 moving my body this morning, but I'm just so tired. I don't want to get out of bed. Never mind. Snooze. And I didn't do it. And did I make time the rest of the day to do it? No. Oh, yeah, I wanted to really give myself time to write in my journal, spend time doing that. Wrote it on my calendar. But then, you know, somebody asked me if I wanted to get together and hang out. Oh, yeah, totally. I had no plans. Ooh, how quickly what we put as self-care for ourselves can still find its way to the bottom of the to-do list because we allow other things to railroad right over it. And it took me a really long time to not only just put it on my calendar, but put it on my calendar and then actually stick to it. If I have a meeting for work, I can't allow something else to railroad over it. I have to show up to it, right? If I have a class scheduled that I'm teaching, I can't just say, nope, not going to do it now. No. It's a commitment. It's there. It's pretty much set in stone. And even though when it looks like my self-care, oh, well, I can shift that around. I could find another time for it. More than likely, you're not going to find that other time. So really be sacred with the time that you're carving out. Really recognize that, number one, that time matters. And that you deserve it. You absolutely deserve it. When you look at your week and you see, all right, there's only 24 hours in a day, right? A lot of those hours you're gonna spend sleeping. Many of those hours you're going to spend doing other tasks that you just have to simply get done. Call the insurance company, wash the dishes, fold the laundry, make dinner, you know, those things that Just got to do. That eats up a big chunk of your time. And you also have to go to work. You got to take a shower, go to the bathroom, you know, those, those things, they take time. And then you start to see those 24 hours shrink. And you don't have 24 hours to get done all that you want to do. You might have two. And with those two hours, how are you going to spend them? What are you going to do? How can you really nourish yourself in a way that feels right and good for you? And for me, in the current phase of my life, nourishment looks like slowing down. And taking my time through things and not rushing. Because God, my goodness, I can tell you. I can easily (laughs) just rush through something, but really being present. And so what I love to do still, this has not gone away, is sitting in front of my altar and pulling cards. Love it. It nourishes me. Finding my way outside, breathing in the fresh air, even if it is just sitting on my porch and resting or sitting on my porch and reading a book. Being outside changes whatever it is I'm doing. I could even grab my laptop and work outside, and it gives it a different feel to it. So, pushing myself to get outside, breathe in that fresh air, that fresh air that around here right now is filled with lots of pollen. But yeah, I need it. I need to be out there. Another thing that is really nourishing me right now is reading. It's funny how. I love to read, love to read, but it definitely goes on the back burner for me. I don't know about you, but it finds its way to the back burner every time. But since returning home from vacation a few weeks, a month ago, whenever it was we had gone, I had spent so much time on vacation reading. I woke up every morning, would get my breakfast, sit outside on the deck, eating it, and then read my book. And oh, I loved it. And I devoured two books while I was there. And ever since returning, I'm, I just am loving reading and am so into it again. And grateful to be carving out that time to just sit down with my book. And I used to be a huge, I need to hold the book in my hand kind of person, get it from the library. But Dustin did convince me to try a Kindle. And years and years and years, I was adamant, nope, definitely don't want it. Nope, 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 not for me. But I got to tell you, going on vacation and having the ability to just have this one tiny little thing. And then have a new book when I finish that one because I could rent one right from the library. And it there it did, showing up on my Kindle. Amazing. And so I'm um, loving my Kindle and loving that I can rent things from the library. And it has been just wonderful to sit with it and enjoy book after book. So, if you were on the fence about a Kindle, give it a try. <laughs> I was too for the longest of time. But those are just simple things right now that have really been nourishing me reading, pushing myself to get outside, and then pulling my cards, you know, asking the questions and seeing what answers come up when I pull them. And I am loving it. And another thing is, Being intentional and taking time to be with Dustin, you know, really just spend that time together when he's off and I'm off and we can, you know, sometimes just sit on the porch and chat, hang out, build Legos, do those kind of things and not being somewhere else while I am with him, but simply being together. And what an absolute gift that is. And so I know that you might be running from thing to thing. And I know exactly how that feels. And you might feel totally exhausted. And like you do not have the time for yourself. But I am here to encourage you to make the time. And again, five minutes. That's all it takes five minutes, and do something that feels so good for you. Don't look at what other people are doing and compare and say, oh, I need to do that. No, 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 no. We're not playing the comparison game. Tune into you. Tune into what feels good for your heart, your mind, your body, and do that. Maybe it's whipping up a delicious meal. Oh, I wish that was my thing. (laughs) Maybe it is calling up a friend and chatting or giving yourself a moment to just rest and breathe. Whatever it is, do it for you. And when you do it, recognize and know that you deserve that time. And when you carve out space on your calendar for that time, don't allow anyone else to trample over it and take it away. Because it's sacred and it's needed and it's necessary and it's beautiful and wonderful. And it will help to fill you up and fuel you. So that is my message for this week. Take time for you. Do something that is going to fill your tank. And do it with care and kindness and compassion. Not with guilt and regret and worry. No, lean in to how it feels so good. Lean into that. And you might be wondering, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know what to start with. So of course, I'm going to give you a prompt that will hopefully help you do that. And just simply grab your notebook and make those list of things. What are the things that nourish you? What are the things that fill you up, light you up? that you can do and uh, feel so good after. Make that list and get it down on paper so that you can see them. And when you're unsure of what you should be doing, take a peek at the list, choose one of them. Maybe even make your self-care jar like I did and randomly pull one out and stay committed to doing it. It's a fun experiment. If you want to try it, I encourage it. (laughs) I really do. But you deserve it. Oh, I know I can't say that enough. You absolutely deserve it. So make the time. And when you feel like you don't have the time, that's actually probably when you need it most. So remember that. Make the time. I thank you so much for joining me here for being a part of this podcast and tuning in. If there is someone that you know could benefit from hearing this, please share it. I so appreciate that. And also come on over to the Soul Circle community and lean in to a little bit of self-care there as you connect with other like-minded, amazing individuals who are, you know, just trying to find our way through this world one moment at a time. And we're doing it together. And we're finding inspiration from each other and sharing inspiration with each other. It's amazing. I cannot wait to meet you over there. I wish you a wonderful, wonderful week. I will be back next week with a brand new episode. But until then, take time, be with yourself, indulge, and do it with no regrets. All right, my friends, I will talk to you soon. Have a great week.